Hey there, you're in touch with episode 229 of Jesus Smart, the podcast coming up, the surprising power of the underdog. Jesus is the head and Satan is the tail. I just feel like saying that. I don't know. Welcome, friend. I'm Brian Del Turco. I believe that Jesus Christ knows how our lives work best and that he's passionate about developing his followers as intimate friends and co-agents in his kingdom. If you want to go further with King Jesus and his enterprise, that is his kingdom, this may be the podcast for you. I don't know, maybe once in a while we just need to bust out with radical statements that are scripturally based and that make demons shudder. I was talking with a group last night, and you know, in James, it says that the demons believe and they shudder, S-H-U-D-D-E-R, they quake in fear. The fear of the Lord is on our side. Okay, well, are you facing a stiff challenge? Maybe you're facing a promising opportunity, but it seems like such a long shot. Boy, I've been there. There are advantages to being an underdog. We're forced to be creative and innovative, and we break out of that limiting box to potentially rise to a new and higher level, a new and better you. It may be calling forth a new you, that challenge or that opportunity. This is a special recast episode from 2018. It's just under 10 minutes, and I think you're going to like it. I was listening to it, and I was blessing me. (laughs) Actually, the powerful dynamic of how God uses the underdog to confound non-kingdom reality around us, that's what blessed me. The almost 3,000-year-old account of David and Goliath is the perfect underdog touchstone. We're going to highlight that David's real genius was his cachet of private victories he was building up, all sourced in his covenant relationship with God. God's on the side of the underdogs. God seems to relish partnering with nobodies. Now, do you want to know how to get ahead? It's going to take some of you a few seconds to get that. Let's just pause. Do you want to know how to get ahead? This is the episode for you. And is there something that needs to be cut off from your life? You know what I mean? What needs to be nullified in your world and in the world you influence? Finito. You see, I'm half Italian. It's finished. Well, the ginormous Philistine, he arrogantly presumed how the life and death contest would play out, but he had no way of knowing what was coming at him. He had a hundred pounds of brain damage that he was carrying around. Even more, he didn't know who or what was backing David up. He was about to be taken down by an underdog. Hi there, friend. Welcome to Jesus Smart, the podcast. There's smart and there's Jesus Smart. See the show notes page for this episode at JesusSmart.com. I want to ask a question. Are you facing a challenge of some type, a struggle, a fight? If so, should you feel bad about feeling like you're an underdog? Well, I want to suggest it's likely you should not. There are actually advantages to being an underdog. For example, we're forced to be creative and innovative. We have to break out of that limiting box we've been in to potentially rise to to a new level. The almost 3,000-year-old account of David and Goliath, it's the perfect story, the perfect underdog touchstone for us. You recall the ginormous Philistine, 
arrogantly presumed how the contest would be played out. But he actually had no way of knowing. He had no way of knowing what was coming at him. Even more, he was absolutely clueless about who he was dealing with and who was backing him up. David was clearly seen by everyone as the quintessential underdog. But he operated in the sphere of his genius and he shocked everyone. And you can too. Have you heard of Malcolm Gladwell? He's a journalist with The New Yorker, a best-selling author, a popular speaker. I have his book, David and Goliath. I'll drop it on the show notes page. I'll also put his TED Talk video there. He's developed this whole teaching about David and Goliath and about how small, small organizations, small individuals, small initiatives can rise up and do tremendous tremendous things and gained a victory. I really like his style of thinking and his perception of the account of David and Goliath is quite helpful. Gladwell's done some research and he says that ancient armies had three types of warriors. They had armed men on horseback, cavalry or chariots, still cavalry. They had foot soldiers, the infantry. And this third class of warrior were the projectile warriors. These were archers and slingers. Slingers had this simple weapon like David It was a leather pouch attached on two sides with a rope. And they would put a lead ball or a rock into the pouch. And they would start swinging it in ever-widening circles with great speed, great force. Then they would release the projectile. It would be sent toward its target by releasing one end of the rope. Now, this sounds like a primitive weapon, doesn't it? But amazingly, this was a devastating weapon. The Roman army actually had a special tool for removing an embedded projectile in a soldier's body. I mean, talk about battlefield medics, right? Now, an experienced slinger could injure or kill a target up to 200 yards away, 600 feet. In fact, in the book of Judges in the Old Testament, slingers are described there as being accurate within a hair's breadth. A ballistics expert with the Israeli Defense Force, he's done the math, And he says the rock coming from David's sling was moving at about 35 meters per second. This is equal to the stopping power of a bullet from a 45 caliber handgun. Amazing. So Goliath was hit. He had all this armor on, but he was hit in his exposed forehead. Just one sling from David. He falls to the ground, either killed instantly or perhaps knocked unconscious. David then runs to him and uses the giant's own sword to sever his head. But there's even more. The deeper core genius of David wasn't his military expertise or his skill with the sling. It was his spirituality. His real genius was that the stone was really riding on the higher energy of David's connection and his covenant relationship with God. It was riding on David's faithful lifestyle of intimate worship out in the fields, out in the wilderness with the sheep. The personal victories he was building upon in his private life. Remember, he killed the lion, he killed the bear while watching his father's sheep. It was riding on this backdrop of personal victories, intimate, raw worship with God, his connection and his covenant relationship with God. You see, the backdrop of David's young life to that point, his personal experience and and the person he was becoming is what positioned him for that day. Right now, my friend, you are staging and positioning yourself for victories and for comebacks. This can't help but surface a question, though. Was David really an underdog? Really? He appeared to be on the face of it, but think about it. He was in covenant relationship with the creator of all things. We know he was a person after God's own heart, right? 
He was connected to something way bigger than himself. I'm saying that Goliath was the underdog. Actually, he wasn't even the underdog. Goliath was doomed in the eyes of God. And David was the only one on either side of the battle line. All those thousands of soldiers arrayed, the Philistines, the Israelites, he was the only one who knew it. My friend, God is on the side of underdogs. Listen to what Jesus said in Luke 12, 31 and 32. Seek first his kingdom and these things will be added to you. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has chosen gladly to give you the kingdom. You see, God partners with those whom the world thinks are underdogs, the nobodies. Listen to what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the things that are strong and the base things of the world and the despised. God has chosen the things that are not so that he might nullify the things that are. He's chosen those who seem to be nothing, a zypher, a zero, the things that are not so that he can nullify the things that are things that are outside of his kingdom, outside of his story, outside of his design. This New Testament word translated nullify in 1 Corinthians means to make void, to do away with, to cease, to cause something to cease. You see, Goliath was made void. He was done away with. His mouth stopped. His intimidation stopped. It ceased, not just temporarily, but completely and permanently. The entire Philistine army then fled from the Israelites. Now, just like Goliath's head, my friend, (laughs) is there something in your life that needs to be cut off, cut out, something that needs to cease and desist? Let's think about it. What needs to be nullified in your life, in my life, or in the world around us, something in our sphere of concern, our sphere of reach, within the scope of our influence? Is it something in the realm of relationships? Is it in the realm of finance or business? Is there a challenge in the areas of physical or mental, emotional well-being? Is there a desire that you, that you um, or an impact that you desire to make, something you want to do, some influence you want to bear? Is there something in society or culture, education, public policy, arts and entertainment, technology, business? If we feel intimidated or overwhelmed about something, let's be like David Let's get kingdom about it and let's start allowing kingdom hope to rise within. Like David, let's go deeper, dig deeper, develop our internal state, discover the hidden keys to execute a surprising victory. It's deep on the inside of you. It has everything to do with your connection with God, everything to do with the backstory of your consistencies and the lifestyle, the consecration, the worship, the time in the word, your education, your development. It has everything to do with that. Let's learn that our experiences and our faithfulness that we're building into our lives today, this week, on a daily basis, on a monthly basis, will serve us well as a backdrop of future victories. I would love to hear your thoughts about this. If you're on the Podbean show notes page, you can drop comments there. I think there's even a connection there with Facebook. If you're on the JesusSmart.com show notes page, there's opportunity to drop comments. I would love to hear what you may think about this. Put it on Facebook, put it on Twitter, or your favorite social media. Thank you for rating and reviewing and following Jesus Smart, the podcast. This is a mini-sode, but when you do that, it helps others discover the content. Ratings and reviews on iTunes and Stitcher are quite helpful. And would you consider sharing this episode, maybe Facebook, Twitter, or your favorite social media platform? 
Visit JesusSmart.com to see show note pages, including for this episode. And as mentioned earlier, I'll drop there the TED Talk video by Malcolm Gladwell. I'll also put there his book, David and Goliath. Remember, with Jesus... I hope you enjoyed that even more. I hope you were inspired by that. Take take this before the Lord in prayer and say, God, I'm your underdog. Show me the advantageous nature of being an underdog that is empowered by you. His strength and ability is perfected in our weakness. That's what the Apostle Paul said. Stay connected with the podcast and with JesusSmart.com. You can go to the show notes page for this episode. Subscribe and be notified when new episodes go live. And you can sign up for the e-letter to keep you updated about new things and resourcing. We're all seeking to level up. Hey, have you checked out WildOxPrayer.com yet? A new podcast. We have 10 episodes out. They're short. They're punchy. They're dynamic. We focus on a prayer dynamic, and then we pursue a quick lead on uh, some prayer edge in culture, society, and the nations. WildOxPrayer.com. Right now, it's on Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio. It's coming to Apple Podcasts and a slew of other listening options, too. Hey, thank you for passing this episode, episode 229, along to your friends and contacts. The best syndication is always your personal touch. Well, the future belongs to Jesus. He's a winner. He's brilliant. He's a military conqueror. Walk with him and you'll catch his brilliance. You'll catch his fighting ability in a unique way. I look forward to connecting next time.